Good morning. Once again, we are joined by Rod Greeter, the University of Minnesota Agriculture Educator for Pine County, who's here to talk about grain marketing best practices. Good morning, Rod. How's it going? Going fine, Joe. Great. Well, let's start off. Let's get a general ag update like we always do. Yeah, I think we have to start by talking about the record cold temperatures, mm. the cold snap we've been in the last 10 days. And in fact, this last weekend, I heard it was the coldest weekend in over 30 years, which is just amazing. A silver lining, though, to this is those ultra-cold temperatures do uh, help a little bit with killing some of those insect pests in corn and soybean residue, and maybe even take out a few emerald ash borers in some of our ash trees that are hiding under the bark. Mm -hmm. So that's about the only good news that you can pull out of this. Uh, Also, the cold weather has been pretty tough on any livestock that's outside, Uh, you know, especially cattle that uh, might be out in the pasture. Uh, You really wanted to make sure they got some windbreak, to get out of the wind and then also some bedding so they when they lay down they can maintain that body temperature and it's even good this time of year to feed a little extra grain a little more energy so they can keep their body heat up and and continue to put on pounds as well so i always recommend uh maybe bumping that ration up a little bit when it gets this cold and they always need water Mm. they you can't uh, say that all they can rely on the snow they always need some fresh water The more water they drink, the more feed they're going to consume, and that's better for them in the long run, too. So uh, some tough time, but it looks like we might be coming out of it here over the next few days. Gotcha. Well, uh, grain prices have been up and down the last few years and off the record highs of six to seven years ago. So any way to improve returns would obviously be appreciated. What can farmers do to get more for their corn and soybeans? Yeah, well, first is, you know, just paying attention to the markets. There's lots of information out there. Uh, I recommend they listen to WCMP for the daily market reports. You know, they got to stay informed and get uh, the latest and greatest information. And in addition to the radio reports, uh, a lot of publications, websites that have daily updates. There are uh, grain marketing advisors out there. So uh, maybe even subscribe to some of those newsletters. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend that. Now, corn and soybean prices have rebounded in the last six months. Corn is up about $1.50 since September. Soybeans up 2 dollars to $3, maybe even a little more. So we have seen some strengthening over 2020. Uh, but, you know, obviously uh, you, you always want to get the, the maximum price that you can. Uh, so I'd say maybe even, it depends on your size, but you mm-hmm. might want to consider hiring an experienced marketing advisor. Somebody who eats and sleeps and drinks this stuff. Because as we know, farmers are the jack of all trades, mm-hmm. uh, and they can't always spend as much time in marketing as they should, or maybe they don't have those skills. But a, an experienced marketing advisor can make them some money. Let's say a guy has 100 acres of corn, and he's uh, producing 150 bushel an acre. That's 15,000 bushel. If he can get an extra 20 cents, that's $3,000 more a year. Yeah. And uh, that, you know that uh, grain marketing advisor might cost him a thousand or fifteen hundred, depending who they are, and he can get his money back with, you know, with uh, not having to make that much more on that grain. Gotcha. What is some general advice for grain marketers? Well, I'd, I'd say there's a few things there. Uh, a lot of of uh, farmers use the forward contracting, the hedging markets, but a lot of them don't. They'll just sell on the cash price, whatever they can get at the elevator that day. Mm-hmm. And that uh, kind of leaves leaves money on the table, so to speak. And there are lots of tools available using the futures markets. Uh, and they should sell in increments. You know, don't sell in the fall. The prices are always lower in the fall. 
and sell uh, all of it in the fall like that. Uh, sell it in increments. Most green marketing advisors will say you want to sell 20% before you even plant 20% of that future crop. And then sell in 10% increments as the price increases. So have a plan and follow that plan. And, uh, you know, watch the futures contracts. So November beans, December corn are kind of the bellwethers you want to pay attention to mm-hmm. for the new corn crop. And then if you still got some 2020 corn in the bin, uh, that July crop is kind of the best one to, to uh, follow for when you want to sell that, that old crop corn and soybeans. Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, as we sit here in February 2021, you might want to have 10% of your crop already pre-sold in a futures contract, and that price would be at about $4.40, which better than it's been uh, for a lot of years. And same on the beans, 10% at about $11.50. So I'd say uh, use some of those futures tools. A grain marketing advisor would go a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are things they should be watching for in the 2021 grain markets? Yeah, lots of things uh, every, every year uh, can change. Acres forecasts kind of go up and down depending on demand for each of the crops and cost of production and other things. Uh, usage numbers, you know, what's that demand? 2020, we saw some pressure on the prices early on because uh, people were driving less. Mm-hmm. So gas demand went down. And we know ethanol is a pretty big uh, market for a lot of corn grain that goes into blended fuels. So uh, it depends on what happens with COVID here. If people are going to get back to driving, that could increase some demand. Uh, Exports drive a lot of these markets. Uh, What China does, uh, you know, we've had some trade issues with Mm -hmm. China over the last couple of years. Sometimes they're in, sometimes they're out. They make promises on new deals and then don't necessarily follow through with them. So you constantly have to watch those export markets for 2021. And then weather predictions, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, you've got some meteorologists and climatologists that talk about the El Nino effect and long-term cycles like that. Sometimes they're accurate. Sometimes they're not so accurate. So you always have to take those kind of things with a grain of salt. But it really matters, of course, is the actual weather at planting and through the growing season. Gotcha. Uh, what else can grain farmers do to increase their returns? Yeah, in addition to trying to get the most for your crop, uh, a big thing that goes into this, and this is, applies to the stock market as well, we say, you know, you make money when you buy a stock and you make money when you sell a stock. Well, in corn and soybeans, uh, we know we can make money when we sell it, but buying it essentially is uh, what are your costs of production? Mm. What do you have into it? So controlling costs is a major issue for improving your profitability as a green producer so, and also controlling your emotions. I mean, uh, when the market goes up 20 cents in a day, you say, geez, I better sell it all. Because, you know, that's that's a good increase. Yeah. Well, then it goes up another 20 cents, and you're, you've already sold out. So control your emotions. Don't deviate from that plan that, of selling in increments. Gotcha. And that was what you mentioned. I was like that selling increments thing, just to make sure you have. Yep, yep. You know, the old saying, too, in markets is uh, bulls make money, bears make money, and pigs get slaughtered. So whenever somebody tries to cash in and and think they're going to get rich quick, it usually doesn't work out so well. So stick to that plan. Uh, also manage your debt, you know, which comes uh, impacts those those costs. A forward contract up to fifty percent. 
uh, is always good. You probably don't want to go too much higher than that because if you don't have that green at the end of the year because of a drought, mm-hmm. well, then you're, you're going to be in trouble. So don't contract much over 50%. Uh, watch your storage cost. You might say, well, I'm going to hold it till the markets go up. Well, it costs you to store it if you're storing it in town or renting bins or have to put up bins. You've got a, a cost associated with that. And then diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, go all corn or all soybeans, maybe even add some sunflowers or grain sorghum or oats or something else too. Make sure you got a market for it, a local market first before you grow it. But diversification always uh, matters. And then knowing your cash flow needs. You might have to sell crop to pay down debt or this time of the year we're paying for fertilizer and chemicals and seed. Do you need the money now and you sell corn to, to meet that? You, know, you don't want to have to be pushed into a situation like that. So you might want to work with your lender to make sure you've got cash flow so you don't ha- aren't forced to sell crop mm-hmm. to pay bills. Gotcha. Well, what else is going on that farmers should know about? Yeah, a busy time of the year for training and education. Uh, private pesticide applicator recertification is going on. So if a farmer is applying restricted use pesticides, they have to be certified. Mm-hmm. And we are doing the recertification right now. We've actually got a Zoom call tomorrow. So uh, if they want to come and sit on the Zoom call for three hours, they can get recertified just by paying attention. Or they can stop in the office, get a manual and a exam and fill that out and mail it in on their own time. I just had a guy stop by this morning and did that. So lots of different ways for them to get recertified, but every three years they have to go through that process. Otherwise, they're not legally uh, allowed to apply restricted-use pesticides. Also, we've got a crops day coming up a week from Friday on the 26th. And just uh, I'll highlight there, we're going to talk about small grains, pest control, weed resistance. But we've also got a U of M grain marketing expert that can tie a lot of the things we've talked about this morning into a nice package. And he eats, sleeps, and drinks this kind of stuff. So uh, he can probably dig into a lot of detail and answer a lot of questions that uh, I couldn't get to uh, today. So that crops day and then the beef quality assurance training, which we've talked about. We've got that going on February 23rd, and that's up in ASCOV. So if you have any inf- want any information on any of those, give me a call uh, or stop in the office. All right, and then finally, where can people get into contact with you just if they want to learn more about any of the stuff we talked about here today? Uh, follow us on Facebook. We just had 18 new followers in the last couple of weeks, so we're, uh, we put out a lot of information via Facebook. They can call me at 320-590-1662. They can stop in the office, so better to call ahead there. And they can always get information on all the topics that we discuss here on the show at Extension. Dot U-M-N dot E-D-U. Well, Rod, thank you so much for stopping in here today. You bet, Joe. Stay warm. <laughs>